What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode with the Northside Schwab. I am Dre Green, your man that runs this, man. I'm just having an awesome, blessed Wednesday night tonight, man, June 26th. You know, it's a, another episode of the Northside Schwab and a lot of things to cover, a lot of things to go over, man. We're going to get right to it, man. Uh, Today, man, Uh, just seeing that KD declined the 31.5 million, million, excuse me, dollar player option. Now, what this means doesn't necessarily mean that he will not join the Warriors again. But what it does mean is that he's opting out of that deal to maybe either he can take the uh, max deal with the Warriors, potentially, that would be roughly five years, 221, or he can shop around at whatever other offer max deal he wants whether it be the New York Knicks teaming up with Kyrie Irving, who potentially could be going to the Knicks, what a lot of people think and see. Or, you know, he could end up going to the Clippers. Who knows? It's a lot of things that's going to transpire in this next week. Free agency beginning next uh, Sunday, I believe. Uh, is it next Sunday? I believe it's next Sunday. Uh, I think it's July 6th or next Saturday, next Sunday. It, it begins. And so a lot of things will transpire. We're going to have a... I'm going to have some good coverage for y'all on that and see what, what your thoughts are. I mean, it's a lot of scenarios. I've been watching ESPN. I've been watching Fox Sports Net and seeing things on ESPN on the uh, website. And a lot of people, you know, have their speculations and what they think might happen. But I think the best fit for KD, if he's proven that he's already in love with his team as far as being a team player and doing, you know, going through what he did with Golden State, I would just, you know, sign that max deal, stay there, you know. Then you secure KD. He doesn't have to play next year. The Warriors still could make a deep run if they, if they secure Clay as well. But uh, I think if I'm KD, I either do one or two things. I sign that max deal with the Warriors or I do go to New York Knicks. That's the only two options. I don't look at no other team. I don't, you know, Excuse me. Go look at the Lakers and trying to join LeBron and AD. I don't look at going to join the Clippers and being the mainstream man up opposite sides of LeBron and having to see them half the time of year. I don't think so. You know, just either be with the Warriors or go start fresh all the way in the Eastern Conference. Isn't no love loss? Is there love loss if he leaves the Warriors to go to the New York Knicks? In my opinion, I don't think so. I think the Warriors. Truly honor KD for everything he gave to that organization in those years, bringing championships. Now, you know, he's won two back-to-back championships with them and won two back-to-back MVPs, uh, playoff MVPs, NBA Finals MVPs. So with saying that, you know, that's a lot, man. A team can be very honorable about and letting the dude just walk out of the off, walk out of those doors with, you know, a peaceful gesture, you know. I think KD deserves everything he gets, you know, wherever he lands. I think that's my that's my scenario for him. If I'm KD, it's really not the money. Man makes millions on type of millions of dollars when we're talking here about these NBA players and their contracts. So it really has really nothing to me to do solely with the money. More that it does, where do he where does he want to be? Where does he where does he see himself being for the next three to four years? And on top of that, a lot of things can change in three to four years, but I think it's either the Knicks or the Warriors for KD. His counterpart, his teammate, Klay Thompson, though, I do see his future going to the Los Angeles Lakers. 
I, I, all, all signs point there as far as opportunity for him to, one, get the money he deserves after all these years. He can earn he can earn up to a max contract with the Lakers as well. He can kind of be the front runner of the of the guards for the Lakers team, being that they have LeBron James, who's a forward, stretch forward. He can run the point, but he's a stretch forward. And you have Anthony Davis, obviously that plays in the low block, power forward type that's going to play in the paint, get you a double double a night. So Clay could be that feature guard that they have, and they just find somebody like a or resign somebody like a Rondo, that's a you know a point guard and to facilitate not asking much for Rondo. You got three major scores. You got a Clay Thompson who can shoot the lights out. You have a LeBron James. We all know what he's capable of, and Anthony Davis. We all know who's, what he's capable of. I think that's a dangerous team, and that's would be my front runner to win the NBA Finals if you put Clay Thompson on that team with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Another scenario, he could resign. I believe he could resign the max deal too with the Warriors if he wanted to stay. Uh, far as people on the eastern side, Kimball Walker. Let's start with him. I believe the best bet for him. I've been hearing a lot of reports that he's going to go to the Celtics, but I think the best bet for him would be to just huh, maybe even get out of that East. Maybe he could take over for Pat Beverly with the Clippers and bring some juice with Lou Williams coming off the bench, sixth man of the year. It's crazy. But Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, I don't know. Uh, the Lakers, would that be a good fit? I mean, they do need a point guard. And if they weren't to get Clay Thompson, then I could see Kimball Walker being a good fit for them as a point guard that can score as well and would help out Bron, take a load off of him as far as being a point and trying to facilitate and run the team and do everything that he is. And he could just be LeBron James again like he did when he had Kyrie Irving. So those fits perfect as well. And in Boston even fits perfect. That's why I think the people are thinking that he's leaning more towards that just because of the Celtics know Kyrie's not coming back. Terry Rozier's not coming back. There goes two point guards. I know Marcus Smart is considered a guard, point guard. He's more of a defensive player. He's not really a scoring guard. So losing a Terry Rozier that when Kyrie Irving was not healthy was doing due diligence and scoring a lot of points for the Celtics game in, game out. And then losing an all-star superstar like a Kyrie Irving, who doesn't want to be back in Boston after two years, which I thought he would love Boston. It, all signs point to Boston for Kimba. So, I mean, we're going to see what transpires. I think a lot can transpire in the East. Jimmy Butler. Uh, seeing Stephen A. Smith thinks the best dream situation for Jimmy Butler is to stay in Philly. I agree. I think that team has a good mesh of players. They have good a uh, combination of what everybody does well, what everybody doesn't. I think Jimmy Butler stays there. That team could succeed big, uh, tremendously. I'm not going to say bigly, tremendously. I think they'll take them steps, the necessary steps to compete with the Raptors. Uh, you know, and the Bucks. The Bucks losing a lot of players. I've seen a lot of players opted out of their contracts, like Chris Middleton. Uh, it's it's going to look rocky for them. What are they going to do in free agency, you know? So, I mean, a lot can change. A lot going to go down. I'm, you know, last but not least, I'm going to talk about Kyrie Irving out of the major ones. Kyrie is the jack of all trades. I mean, it's, it's hard to say where he wants to go because his mind switches depending on who has his support. But I believe that where he should go, I thought this the whole time. I mean... Why not reunite 
with the king. That's why I thought he should have gone initially. But in my gut feeling, it's telling me he's leaning to Brooklyn. A lot of people are saying that. But if KD's interested in New York, I believe it's going to be the Knicks. Now, that could be a that can be an awesome show. Let's talk about that scenario right there. You put Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, an R.J. Barrett, a Kevin Knox on the New York Knicks. Uh, Alonzo uh, Gentry off the bench, you know. Uh, Alonzo Trier, my my Alonzo Trier off the bench. It gets dangerous. I mean, KD and Kyrie alone both can get you 25, 30 points a night. And then you have a young R.J. Barrett who's just looking to, you know, let his name be known in this league and a developing Kevin Knox who could be a baby Kevin Durant if he develops a shot. It's a lot, man. I think these guys are really – New York Knicks got the most cap, I believe, if I'm correct, too. Them and uh, somebody else. But I think New York Knicks have the most cap. So it's going to be interesting to see what this NBA free agency is going to look like. You know me being a football guy, I'm tired of all this NBA talk. But, yeah, I love sports. So, you know, it's not – I'm not super mad that I'm, you know, talking about it and what goes down. But it's going to be interesting to see what what happens, man. It really, really will. Shout out real quick to Bob Lee. uh, Retires after 40 years on ESPN Anchor. uh, Bob Lee, if you guys don't know, is the lead anchor that runs the Outside the Lines news, the critical current events stories in sports uh, every day or every week or throughout the world. He retires after 40 years, man. Congrats to you, Bob Lee, man. Awesome dude. I've seen a lot of uh, good uh, features on there and shows and conversations and just topics about that. It was, It's going to be hard to see him go, but I, I know ESPN will find the right guy to put in there. Um, also, uh, news today, headliner Vanderbilt defeats Michigan winning a uh, national championship tonight in baseball. Interesting to say Vanderbilt has a pitcher that looks like he could be twin brothers with Cam Newton. The guy has NFL size throwing baseball about 94 miles an hour. I think he needs to be on the football field. I don't know. In other news, uh, NFL-wise, just getting ready for training camp. A lot of teams doing a shadow and seeing how they'll be this year uh i think uh we did a couple um forecasts the other day let's tap into another division tonight real quick and i'll be brief with that after after that i'll talk a little bit about um uh tyreek hill and jalen ramsey as well i want to cover a little bit about those guys but Let's pick a division tonight. Let's see. Let's go with the, I talked about that one. Talked about that one. Let's talk about this. This one is interesting. This one is interesting to me because I I like this up in this new team. Let's talk about the AFC East. We have the New England, the Super Bowl reigning, reigning Super Bowl champions, New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, and the Buffalo Bills. Now, uh, these t- four teams have made, uh, you know, some nice accusations in the offseason, some more than others. Let's start off with the New York Jets, who obviously have made the biggest splash 
acquiring Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley, Quentin Williams through the draft, and some more players. I think the Jets are not a game no more to be playing with. I don't, you know, there are no more J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 where people just see them uh, beating teams to just knock them out of the playoffs or people just see them as the same old Jets, no quarterback, no playoffs, no nothing. I think this defense will be something to reckon with. You put a C.J. Mosley in the middle being the quarterback necessarily, and you got Jamal Adams in the back being the second quarterback. Then you have Quentin Williams with a Leonard, Leonard Williams. It gets ugly. It gets real ugly. So I think this defense, nevertheless, will be a top. I'm being real honest when I say it's a top 10 defense in the NFL. At the end of, at the end of the year, you mark my words. You go back and play this. At the end of the year, the Jets will be in the top 10 in total defense. I promise you with those players I named off. Offensively, they got Le'Veon Bell, and that's a that's a gift to Sam Darnold. He doesn't – it's now – you know, they surrounded him with a couple more weapons. I think they could have did better for his receivers. I do I do rock with my boy Bezo, Josh Bellamy, former receiver from the Chicago Bears, and Robbie Anderson, and and, and Jameson Crowder. But I think they, you know, it's, it's some guys that they left out there on the table and as far as in the draft that they could have got. You know, you could have got an A.J. Brown in the second round. You could have got... You could even got a DK Metcalf in the second round, but I mean the guys they trust. Uh, I'm forgetting about Quincy Inunue. They got Quincy Inunue, and so I think the guy they trust in those receivers. I hope they can develop for, to help Sam Darnold out more. You know, as far as Quincy Inunue be that superstar guy he is, I feel like he has the potential to be. And Robbie Anderson stepping in that role too. You know, and so I hope those those Jets receivers can feed off Sam Darnold and help him develop. At first in the draft when he came out, I wasn't high on him. But now I think he has no chance but to do good, do great. Obviously, you know, you put Le'Veon Bell, Pro Bowl, All-Pro running back in the backfield with him. He should have no problem. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, What can I say about the Dolphins? The Dolphins are a tricky one, man, because the Dolphins always is that team that's somewhat good but ain't too good. And like I talked about the Jets, they do have a defense that I really admire. I really like. Xavier Howard and I really like Minka Fitzpatrick. Those two in the back end with a Rashad Jones, man, man, I I don't know. And a Bobby and a Bobby uh McCain. I don't know how the Dolphins just aren't you know developing. I mean, you recycle decent quarterbacks. They got Josh Rosen, who was a former first rounder last year. Now, what can you say if Ryan Tannehill is out? Then Josh Rosen is in. I mean. Offensively, Ken Drake has proven he deserves to be coming up on a on a new free agent contract soon. I mean, the guy was I think a third round pick in the draft a couple of years ago. Man, he's proven more than his worth. He's definitely been every down back for them, and he's been solid even when he was with Jay Ajayi. But I don't know. I don't know. Albert Wilson at receiver, uh, Devontae Park. I think he needs to show up a little bit more on that offense for them. I don't know if it's in the trenches for these guys. Uh, after Ndamukong Sue left, um, you still have my boy. Uh, trying to think of his name, I'm blanking right now. I believe he's still on their team. I'm gonna look at it, but uh, you 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 got players, man. The, the the Dolphins have players. I don't know if it's the coaching staff. And one thing I do like, you know, one thing I do like. The Dolphins, you know, they just acquired a new head coach, and he's coming straight directly from a guy like Bill Belichick. That's that's good for them. So, you know, 
they'll be ran by somebody that's a no-nonsense coach. He'll bring a lot of juice. He'll bring a lot of knowledge to the game, and everybody will do their job. You will hopefully think that. I mean, still a, a project with Matt Patricia in D Detroit. So, you know, the Dolphins, man, they went 7-9 and nine last year. They were second in the AFC East. Like, you know, 7-9 and nine isn't great, obviously, but for them it's like that's their standard every year. You know, they have a Joaquin Grant. They have little gadget gadget weapons. Kenny Stills, who... Not to mention is a dog in his own right, man. Mike Gusecki, he should be he should be way better this year. You know, I I don't know. I just I wish I could finger point you know what their problem is. I don't I don't see it, man. Uh, they just got Christian Wilkins first round pick in the draft, you know, and uh, Jerome Brown who's. Coming into his own at linebacker, former Ohio State linebacker. Um, they got some dogs, man. They got some dogs. So it'll be, it'll be definitely start to see down there in South Beach what goes down. I think Kiko Alonso still on their team. You know, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills, man. We all can talk about the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, man, there's a lot to talk about. They definitely took some some steps forward. Tredavious White is definitely a key anchor to that defense. I like, I do not, I didn't really like him coming out of the draft just because of his personality and kind of some social things. Josh Allen, but he will be good. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, that receiver. They got a lot of good Charles Clay. They got a lot of good people. Shady coming back for another year, I believe. You know, defensively though, they should they should be good, man. They should definitely be be better than last year. Uh, you know, I don't know as far as a record to give you. I don't know what I would say, but they should be def definitely better than last year. Take some leaps and bounds. They were six and ten. They got Ed Oliver in the first round, Cody Ford in the second. That's definitely solid as far as figuring out their needs, going after. The trenches, and they need that, you know. They got Jaquan Johnson late in the sixth round, safety from Miami, who I believe is underrated due to the fact he didn't run a good 40 time, but the guy is full of production. I think these players that they brought in should be a key weapon. Voshan Joseph from Florida, outside linebacker in the fifth round, that's a sleeper pick as well. I mean, the Buffalo Bills next year, it won't, won't scare nobody, but they'll be where the Jets were last year, this year. And the Jets should be, the Jets should be where Miami was last year, this year, where they're 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 even on the on the uh, brink of just going to the playoffs. I mean, it's gonna be hard with every all the teams, the new shift in the AFC with all these new players everywhere. But the Jets have a good chance. I believe I believe in them just because of just the inquiries, and I think that those players and those the attitudes of those players collectively collaborating. Excuse me, says a lot. Jamal Adams being a young leader, bringing a C.J. Mosley who in his own right could be all pro and Quentin Williams could be all pro after one year. I mean, he's that he was that dominant at Alabama. So, I don't know. As far as though the reigning champion, New England Patriots, uh, man, what can you say? Uh, a TB12, the GOAT, man, it's, 
he aging like fine he aged like fine wine man he 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 gets better over time he gets better with uh more time as he's getting older he he you know it's like he's got a benjamin button disease man he ain't he ain't he ain't re- regressing he's he's just progressing which is crazy to say at anybody's stature physically when they're 40 years old or plus or even late 30s in the NFL you know to me any position but they're going to talk about quarterback cuz that's the main position and to play at a high level and win championships year in and year out says a lot about the dude's character says a lot about his work ethic says a lot about his determination and will and that can't be stopped so i don't really need to elaborate on their roster they know the type of guys that they need to bring in for the money that they bring them in they have a solid defense once again they have the weapons they need on offense when and got a receiver in the first round which is rare Nikhil harry out of arizona state but I think he'll be definitely a game changer for them, as well as Julian Edelman, reliable Julian Edelman, James White in the background field. It, the Patriots have a system, and it's hard to beat a team with a system that consistently wins, that consistently progresses, that attacks the day and attacks every game the same. Every year, shoot, attacks every year the same. It's like, honestly, they, they win the Super Bowl, it's kind of like Golden State in a sense. It's like they win the Super Bowl and they'll celebrate probably till February. Oh, obviously it's in February. Super Bowl in February. They'll celebrate March and April and maybe even May. But no, nah, not even May. If they have their little Super Bowl ring dinner in May, then after that, it's totally locked in. OTAs in May, OTAs in June, it's totally locked in. When you come into training camp, in July, it's now about the new season. They're not thinking about last year. They're not talking about last year. And I don't even have to be in the locker room. And I don't know nobody from New England, you know, personally, to know this, to be in their locker room. But I know the mindset that they take because it shows on the field. It shows in their character, how they present themselves in the, uh, in the interviews, and as how they present themselves in their production on the field. So, I mean, it's going to be tough for that any team outside of New England Patriots to win the AFC East. But those two teams that I gave you, those three other teams I gave you should make some noise. I think the New York Jets make the most noise. And I think it's a tie between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins after that to make some noise. But I think the, I think the New York Jets get a game on the Patriots this year. I don't know if it'll be in the, in the uh, MetLife or it'll be in Gillette Stadium, but they get the Patriots on a game. Mark my words, they're going to get a Patriots on, on a game. I wish that could be a Thursday night game. That would be a very entertaining Thursday night, man. So, man, I didn't have, really have much to talk about this episode. I just want to cover the basics of things. Tune in to next uh, Wednesday as I cover more about free agency right before we get into it, being that it will be July 3rd. We'll definitely have some later news and more finalized projections of a lot of uh, what reporters think will go down and, what they're hearing, and then any more NFL news and getting right into college football and some baseball news. We're getting ready for MLB uh, All-Star coming up pretty soon. My twins are doing great. I don't know if they're still number one in the uh, MLB, but I'll check. I know they're doing very good. I know they're doing way better than they did in recent years. So being a Minnesotan, you got to be happy about that. So, man, tune in next week, man, to the uh, Northside Schwab, man, it's been real, man. It's just always awesome to talk about sports and 
I appreciate all the audience, whether it's one person listening and whether it's 10 or whether it's 10,000. I appreciate the audience everywhere, man. So tune in next Wednesday, July 3rd, and I'll have more fun. But until then, you are watching Sports Talk with the Northside Schwab. Peace.